welcome to the Find That Thing podcast, where we find that thing that lights your soul on fire, that thing that you were made for in this world and that just drives you from the inside out and brings you to life. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a purpose coach, mama, nature loving, stubbornly optimistic, dorky child at heart. Here you can expect juicy mindset bites, stories, silliness and seriousness and everything in between. One thing I do promise is to make you smile. I'm here to give you permission to own your true purpose, to do what you truly want to do in this world and be the person that you were before the world told you who you should be. Because it's never been so easy than right now to do what makes your soul shine. So let's soak up some of that awesomeness that this world has to offer and help you find that thing that sets your soul on fire and bring it to life. Welcome to the Find That Thing podcast, where we have the absolutely incredible Ellie Swift. Ellie Swift is a mindset and marketing coach and international speaker for high-performing women who are ready to build heart-driven, intentional and abundant online businesses. I'm going to allow Ellie to introduce herself and her story in a little bit more detail in a second. But before I jump into that, I want to share that Ellie was actually one of my first coaches and who was recommended to me by a beautiful dear friend and who I instantly felt connected to. As soon as I got to meet her, she's an absolute ray of shining light and just such a joy to be around. So Thank you so much for being on the Find That Thing podcast, L. I can't wait to chat to you further. Uh, to, to introduce yourself to the beautiful Find That Thing community, I would love if you shared with us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for that really lovely introduction first of all that's so so kind of you um and i'm so happy to be here and to be chatting with you so thank you so much for having me so my my story is one that i am sure many of your listeners will be able to connect with and resonate with and it's very much uh, you know starts with me being somebody who always knew that I wanted to create some sort of career success in my life. And I knew that for me to be able to do that, I really had to follow the path that was laid out for me and do all the things that I was told to do, like go to uni and get great you know, grades and, and all of those things. And so I very much did all of that. And I knew that I wanted to work in communications and marketing. That was is very much a given for me. And as someone who identified as being really ambitious and, um, you know, really full of being someone who was a high performer and, you know, a good girl and always did the right thing, um, I did all of those things. And then I ventured off to London when I was 21 and uh, kicked off my career by heading overseas and um, with the intention that I was going to, I guess, escalate my career faster. And so I worked over there for a couple of years uh, and then I moved to Sydney and worked there for a few years and then returned to Perth. And over that time, I 
had a really great opportunity to learn from incredible humans and uh, build up all these amazing marketing skills. And also during that time, I very much got to a point where I was like, okay, this just isn't really fulfilling me on that deeper level. Like I feel like I'm doing great work and I've you know got great clients and I'm learning so much, but I wasn't going to bed at night feeling like I was changing lives or doing anything very significant. And I was also finding that I was becoming really burnt out and exhausted and um, there were a lot more negatives. And I, and I just had this recurring thought of, this is everything you ever wanted. Why doesn't this feel as amazing as you thought it would? Mm. And so when I left Sydney and I came back to Perth, that those thoughts turned into just, you know, recurring like drums in my head over and over and over again, they would go. And I I started to research and study um, a lot to do with personal development. I've always been interested in personal development. I was that weird kid that was reading personal development books when I was like 12. Um, so I've always had an interest, but that interest really went to the next level. And I was, um, you know, researching incredible humans, you know, women like Melissa Ambrosini and Rachel McDonald who were doing amazing work and writing and sharing and, and coaching and that was the thread that I recognized was, okay, maybe there's an opportunity for me to do coaching because it seemed like a way where I could serve and support women in a similar way to how I was serving and supporting women in my team at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because by this point, I had reached head of strategy, which had been my ultimate goal. So I reached that at 27. And I was like, okay, that that feels like an option for me. So I started studying coaching on the side, which was really amazing. And I um, really just like dove headfirst into that and absolutely loved doing that. And doing it on the side was, you know, really fulfilling for a little while. And then it started to be more. And then at one point, my my moment where I knew things had to change for me was we just moved house from an area of Perth that we were previously living down to a suburb called Fremantle, which you obviously know, Em. And I was in the house. My partner, Che, works away. So he was away at the time and I was surrounded by boxes and I'd been in the house for a week. Mm. And I was looking out across my balcony to the ocean. We had this beautiful view and I realised I've been in this house for a week. The ocean is two minutes walk. This is the exact reason we moved here. And I haven't yet had the time mm. to even put my toes in the sand. And this is not the life I wanted to create for myself. And so I quite literally had a, a living room floor moment where everything <laughs> just felt like it was too much for me and, and I knew something had to change. And I called Che and and we both agreed, like, this is it. This is when you know, if, if I'm going to go all in on doing something else and creating my own rules around how I want to live my life, then there's never going to be an amazing time to do that. And we have to make that time now. And so I resigned from my corporate job uh, wow. and I uh, started doing both a mix of, of marketing consulting work. And I had a lot of, um, I, had, I had a consistent um, job that I was going into where I could still do that with the Beautiful You Coaching Academy. And I was also coaching on the side um, and that grew over time and, and my business has 
grown and morphed and, and changed over the last three years. So now the way in which I predominantly work is um, through group coaching programs. So I don't offer one-to-one anymore. I run group coaching programs. I have very few contact hours. Um, you know, my business has kind of scaled beyond my wildest dreams um, and and things have, have, have grown and shifted in ways that I could never have even imagined five years ago. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh, Ellie, that is so, so incredible. I want to I wanna pick apart a few of the, Absolutely. the steps of that journey, if I can, because I think some, some of our listeners will definitely relate to that feeling of, of feeling like you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And I know you mentioned these recurring drums and I loved, I love that analogy, the recurring drums in the head that you just can't escape from, that you can't avoid. And I wonder, I wonder if you can take yourself back to what some of those recurring drums sounded like for you what was that what were some of those those words that were coming up or the messages or the thoughts or the feelings like what what were those recurring drums for you that's an excellent question I think for me it was a lot of if this was it it would feel better than it does right now Mm. there's more than this like you're made for more this is not this is not your end game This is not it for you. This is not what you chose. What do you really want? This is a life you thought was great because you were told it would be. And so I think when I dissect that, at that time, a really big mindset shift for me that I had to go through for me to be able to take that leap was to start redefining what success looked like for me because so much of what I'd chosen till that point had been through the lens of, well, this is what success looks like. You know, I very much been taught that, well, success looks like being in the top job in the communications agency and, you know, having loads of clients and running around town in stilettos or whatever it might be. Like that was was what success was defined as and very much working for someone else, earning six figures working for someone else. And so I had to go, well, what does success actually look like for me? Like when I think about my life and I think about how I want to live my life, what do I want my day to look like from start to end? And that's why that living room floor moment was such a huge time and moment for me because I realized my perfect day looks like getting up and putting my toes in the water. Yeah. Not like rushing from the minute my head leaves the pillow. My perfect day looks like having really mindful, intentional time where I'm spending it with my, you know, now fiance and I'm connecting with my girlfriends and I'm working with people where we're talking about real, real things, meaningful things. And I feel like I'm creating meaningful change. And when I looked around at my current reality, none of those things were part of my current reality. And so that would be a huge piece of advice is really redefine what success looks like for you because for so many of us, and and we're probably not aware of it, right, because it's all our conditioning. So in terms of our mindset, and I know you know this so so well, and because you teach it as well, when it comes to our mindset, we everything that we think is a culmination of beliefs that were cemented in us from a really young age predominantly from the ages of zero to seven years old 
And so when we're doing this work, we're redefining those beliefs. We're redefining for so much of them. It's the limiting beliefs that are stopping us from living out the life that we really want to live. And so I I say my why behind everything I do is to support entrepreneurs to live soul-led lives. And the reason I say soul-led is because it's very much about going back to, well, what does my soul want? When I connect back to me, what is that reality for me? Sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent there. No, that was an absolutely beautiful and perfect and needed tangent. And I absolutely love that because, um, you know, that definition of what success means to you ultimately dictates the path that you want your life to take. So what I can hear there is you had a moment of recognising that the, the definition of success that you constructed for yourself wasn't actually the definition that was aligned to your soul. And I love that the question that you asked yourself there was, what do I want my day to look like? What do I actually want my day to look like? And breaking it into those to those baby micro moments. Because I think sometimes we can we can go really big picture and really visionary and say, you know, what does success look like to me? in 20 years time and I know I'm definitely guilty of this and I think at the end of the day it's more so about asking what do I want those micro moments to look like because it's the it's the micro moments that are the ones that we feel so beautifully connected to they're the ones that we touch and that we feel and we experience in every moment so I think that's absolute absolutely beautiful advice to kick off with in terms of any anyone out there who who might be feeling a little bit misaligned to perhaps where they are right now and where they know they want to be going is starting to break it into what do you want your day to look like from start to finish, from the dipping the toes in the, in the beautiful Fremantle ocean every morning to being able to have the morning to yourself and not having to rush your way to work you know, what, what is a beautiful ideal, ideal day look like for you? So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, my pleasure. And, and I, you know, just to add to that as well, I still do this now because it's, it can be so easy for us in any moment to get swept along with the course our life is perhaps taking for us without being conscious. Right. And so it's a really great way to come back to consciousness in any given moment and I even find so a recurring pattern for me is that I very much tend to go oh I can do so many things and therefore like let's go with all of them and (laughs) and have a tendency right and and I have a tendency then to to really stretch myself to the point of losing perspective on mm-hmm. my choice being that I don't want my days to look like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming back to that in every moment, because ultimately life is cyclical, it's not linear. And so we just need to remember that we, our ultimate aim is to just continue to, to reroute and come back to what alignment is for us. And so I do that every single day. I'm constantly asking myself throughout the day, like, is this an alignment? Is this not an alignment? I feel like I've said the word alignment to myself five times today already, you know? And and Ellie, here's the question for you. How do you know if something is aligned or not for you? So I think that there's a few ways that that shows up for me. So 
if I ask myself that question, does this feel in alignment? I can tell from like there's a, a physical reaction to that question and I've gotten so much better at understanding that physical reaction over time. Mm-hmm. So if I ask myself outright, is this an alignment and I, my body kind of recoils or feels like it contracts, then it's 100% not, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas if, if I feel like a flutter of excitement or I feel an openness in my body, and really it's just about allowing yourself to drop in and feel those things, right? Get out of your head. Yeah. And, and it, it's like being in communication with your body, which, which tells us so much. Oh, my and gosh. So, and so that's definitely something that supports me. Um, another way that I check whether I'm in alignment is through journaling. So I ask myself questions like, you know, what does this look like? Why, why do I want to do this? What does this mean for you? What does my soul say about this? Like asking those questions allows me to, to truly understand where I'm at on something. And so I think it's so useful to give examples, right? So I'll try and I'll think of maybe some examples. So I I can give, I know when I can give, so I've, I've wanted to start a podcast in the business for a really long time, but the reason I haven't is because the business has just scaled quite quickly and I've always gone, you know what, a podcast is something that I just really want to be able to enjoy the creative process around that mm. and I don't necessarily want to kind of rush it through because I know I want to get it out there. And so I had a moment recently where the podcast was kind of starting to call me a little bit more and so I sat down and I was like, does this feel in alignment to do it right now? What's it going to mean for, you know, how the business shifts and changes? Does that feel good for me? Doesn't it? And just by intentionally asking myself those questions, I was then able to go, yeah, this is totally the right time. Like that feels really in alignment and it feels really good and it doesn't feel too stretchy or um, like too much. Um, so that's an example of, of how that would look in practice. That's beautiful. And I just want to recap those incredible journal prompts that you just threw out there. So one of them was, you know, does this feel in alignment to me? Yes. Uh, what is my what does my soul think or my soul feel about this? Mm. And was there was there one more that you shared there? I have no idea what I shared, but I'll give you another <laughs> good one. <laughs> the worst. I have no idea what I said. Uh, but oh, another good one that I encourage my clients to use a lot is what would love do in this moment? Mm. Or another one that you can ask yourself if that feels a little bit woo is it's basically separating the distinction between am I doing this from love or am I doing it from fear? And I very much leave my life in this way. And so if you're doing something from fear, so for example, if I ask myself in terms of the podcast going off that same example, am I doing this from love or am I doing it from fear? I would be able to quickly indicate whether I was doing the podcast because I felt like I had to because, you know, it's sort of a thing that you do when you're at this stage in business. And if that was my answer, then it would be hard no we're not doing this right now. We're not doing it unless it's from love, unless it's from joy, unless it's from expansion, unless it's from excitement. Oh, so beautiful. And I feel like that links in perfectly to your powerful, powerful example around checking in with your physical reaction to what your body's telling you about whether something's in alignment or not right yeah that's that's one of those little moments those little micro moments that you can check in with yourself does this feel 
like it's a retraction, like there's that little bit of recoiling for me when Mm. I think about should I launch this podcast, do I feel myself go in or do I feel myself go out? And what I'm hearing is that, you know, that voice of love, that voice of expansion, that's the voice of excitement, the one that wants to wants to open up, it wants to move forward. Yes. The, vo- the voice of fear is the one that recoils, that retracts. Absolutely. I love that you put those two together. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. I absolutely love it because these are the little signs, aren't they, that can help you get a feel for whether you're heading in the right direction for for yourself and for your soul and for your purpose is whether you're on right track whether you're on the right track can depend on those little mini moments that bit by bit build momentum for you yes and it's so easy to get right up in your head around this right and so I think if you are experiencing that feeling of overwhelm of because for most of us when we're making these big leaps um and for the record so I would say you know it's a big leap so often and I actually really Mm. recommend reading the book The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks to any Mm. listeners um it's one of my absolute favorites and it and it talks about this concept of smashing through the glass ceiling basically that we we put these glass ceilings on ourselves um that don't need to be there and it's just through self-imposed limitations and also uh, from those those limiting beliefs based around, you know, our conditioning, like I spoke mm. about before. Mm. And, you know, when we're taking those big leaps, we, we're often in overwhelm, right? Mm. Because it, it feels like there's so much happening um, and we're experiencing the combination of our physical reality is potentially going to change because we're either leaving a job or we're leaving a marriage or we're changing career or we're starting a business. So the physical reality is changing and there's so much physical overwhelm that comes with that in terms of, you know, literally your to-do list. (laughs) And then there's the mental overwhelm and the psychological component of, oh my gosh, where do I even start with this decision making? Mm-hmm. And so often being up in our head proceeds like being up in our head and it's really hard to get out of that loop. Mark Manson calls this the feedback loop from hell where we get really <laughs> caught in our head and we have like negative thought proceeds, negative thought proceeds, negative thought. And so it can be so true when we're in those moments of, of wanting to create pivotal change or, you know, really significant change in our lives that we need to drop back into our body and we need to just start with one of those questions or we need to just give ourselves five minutes to journal it out. Mm-hmm. So thank you for asking that, Em, because I think that they're the most important things during those times. Oh, 100%, 100%. And I want to touch on that even further, actually, when you talk about smashing through the glass ceiling, which, gosh, that I guess that can apply to so many different areas of our lives. I would love to hear from you on what one of your biggest glass ceilings was for you? You know, what was one of those biggest fears or the biggest doubts or the biggest limiting beliefs that that held you back from stepping into, I don't know, being being the version of you that you knew you always needed to be or that held you back from stopping you from doing what you truly wanted to do? What was one of those limiting beliefs that that kind of got in the way for you and, and maybe how did you move through it? 
The biggest one that comes up for me is it's business related and it's very much been part of my business journey. And, And it was really when I took the leap from leaving working in one-to-one and expanding my business into a course and coaching Mm. program model. And the reason this felt so challenging, like for me moving into my own business, there was a lot of, I already had a lot of self-trust and self-belief around the fact that I could support and work with people one-to-one because I'd done that for the decade prior in my marketing career. And so, and that's not the case for a lot of people starting in business. For a lot of people starting in business, you haven't really had done that much consulting prior. Mm. Um, and so that in itself is huge. And so just just honouring that because uh, it was definitely, um, you know, uh, supported me at that time that I had that experience. Where things got really tricky for me was when I got to that point of being fully booked one-to-one and I'd replaced my corporate income. You know, I was earning six figures in my business and I was doing one-to-one And that was essentially, that had essentially been my glass ceiling when I was in corporate, right? And Mm. I'd come across into business and I'd created the same thing, but in my business. But I knew that my end game was, was more than that. Like I wanted more freedom and I wanted the opportunity to serve more people in a really powerful way, in a really deep way, rather than taking like, you know, seven or eight coaching calls a day and leading myself Mm. into burnout. And so a really big glass ceiling for, for me was around completely changing my business model and knowing that it was possible for me to earn really significant amounts of money in really small periods of time through courses. And so I will never forget how I felt when I launched my first online program and I made a five-figure amount. It, it was just, it was almost unbelievable to me. And if I'm breaking down why that was, it was a multitude of factors that included never being, never knowing anyone in my immediate reality other than the women that I followed online that were able to make money in that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't, there was a lot of, um, I guess, scarcity mindset stuff around business being being more easeful. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how I would be able to hold more people and whether I had, you know, the leadership skills and the prowess and the ability to do that. Mm. Uh, And it was obviously just a huge leap into that next level of the unknown, complete Mm. unknown. Um, And so that has very much been, I would say that's been my biggest upper limit because when I moved through that, something happened where at every stage of my journey, and I must say, you know, in full transparency, I as a child had an upbringing where I was told that I could do and be anything I wanted to be. And I know that that has been a really, um, a, a real privilege in terms of my mindset because I know mm. not everyone has that. I also have clients who have not had that and they've still created significant, amazing, abundant shifts. So, but when that happened, I, I elevated into a new level of you really can do absolutely anything. Oh, incredible. And 
I think it's so important for us to reflect on the fact that those upper limits keep on changing, don't they? They do. The the upper limit for you when you were moving from corporate, from the the nine to five, uh, you know, role-focused perspective into moving into your business and and taking upper limits and shifts in your business, you know, that upper limit keeps on changing. And I'm wondering if, if you can identify... What what was that limiting belief itself, that little voice inside your head, even when you're going through that most recent upper limit? What was the voice of that limiting belief? What was it saying to you that was that was holding you back? So I talk a lot about this in uh, my mindset course, the Swift Mindset mm. Method. I give lots of these examples where it's what I find in my experience with clients is that we often have like our our one thing, our one mindset thing. And at every single level, it's that one thing that comes up again and again and again. So your one thing might be, be, you know, confidence stuff. It might be self-worth stuff. It might be, um, you know, control stuff, like whatever it might be. I find that like 80% of the time it's related to self-worth in some way um, and stories around, you know, enoughness. Um, for me, I my Achilles heel when it comes to mindset is control and the reason I try and create control is to cre- – is the reason I try and take control is to create a sense of safety. Yeah. And so as humans in terms of our basic needs, freedom and safety are some of our, our most – you know, significant uh, basic needs that we we desire, yes. and safety is a huge one for me. Um, and so I I aim to try and create control. And so when there's things that are outside of my control, or I'm expanding into something, and I I have to really relinquish control, and I don't know what it's going to look like that's really challenging for me Um, and I witnessed that come up over and over again in my business. I'm really hyper aware of it now Um, and my team also know that. So if I start, you know, micromanaging or whatever, you know, I've got a really great business manager in the team where she'll recognise that and be like, what's going on here, you know. So I'm really fortunate to to know those triggers but that's the biggest thing is, is trying to create that sense of safety and I would self-sabotage to to fall back into safety, mm. which is a way that, you know, you, of course, limit yourself. And um, oh, yeah. I would be I would be so interested if you're if you're willing to explore them with me yeah. in terms of identifying what those triggers are for you. How do you, how do you know when you're acting from a place of fear and that? how do you know when one of those triggers has been activated for you? What are some of the the signs or the symptoms that you notice? Like you've shared one of them right now, which which sounds so great that you've got this beautiful business manager who can also help you pick up on, on that um, maybe default behaviour for yourself. What are some of those other signs that you know that you might not be acting from that place of love but acting from a place of fear and, and protection and safety? It's when I've identified that I'm chasing a new big goal and I'm all in on that thing and it's any time I'm essentially 
for lack of a better word, chasing that next thing. That yeah. word chasing sounds kind of blur, but essentially it's that, you know, when I'm when I'm all in on that next thing, it's any time I'm I'm yeah, up leveling towards that, I guess you could say. So um anytime I'm launching something new and I find, you know, launching for so many people is is uh, such a trigger around that and yes. I'm really mindful using that word trigger because obviously there's so many associations with that word trigger and it being related to post-traumatic stress so maybe that's too strong a word but essentially it's like conjuring up something yeah. inside you that that um, means that you then you act from your shadow self right you act in a way that is not necessarily aligned with your highest good and so it's really any time I'm moving towards a goal. I'm trying to think of more specific examples for you here. I feel like it's uh, the the things that come up for me are more around how I self sabotage, I guess, in those yeah. moments, which is yeah. I'm you know I might do things like overschedule myself and then. Um, like overschedule myself to try and kind of create some control but it's also self-sabotaging because I kind of can't meet it and then I feel like I'm falling in a heap and then I can't achieve that next thing or I might um you know um I might have like a couple more red wines than I would normally <laughs> as a form of resistance yeah. so that I'm you know then not on as much the next day or yeah. so it, yes. Yeah. The way that I would answer that is more in how I can see how I self sabotage in those moments. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect and I think I think a lot of people can relate to that. The the self sabotaging behavior comes out for all of us in different ways, doesn't it? Definitely. You know, some some of us go straight to the ice cream container. Others um, might go to the bottle of wine. Some of us might start. Uh, you know just that self-talk on the inside might change from a place of positivity and, and feeling empowered and, and confident to, you know, being quite hard on yourself and, and talking down to yourself in a way that, that leaves you feeling down, that leaves you feeling small, that, you know, sort of takes away your energy. And I know for me, uh, a per, at a personal level, it, it all comes down to energy. And yeah. I know I know if I'm aligned and I know if I'm heading in the right direction and if I'm, you know, living in line with uh, what, what you described before, which I love, which is if I'm living aligned to my soul-led life, mm. then then the energy is the, is the byproduct of that or the energy is the fuel to that. Uh, and then if I'm sort of closed off to that path, that I know is right for me is when the energy maybe starts to starts to waver because yeah. it's, it's usually that's when we've started to put in some of the blocks for ourselves. Yes, couldn't agree more. Oh, beautiful. And one thing that I, I loved that you added in there is that, you know, when we are moving towards that, that next level for us, uh, whatever that next big thing is that we're that we're chasing or that we're moving towards, that that's often when the fear or the, you know, I know you didn't want to use the word triggers there, but, you know, that's sometimes when that voice of fear can get activated, but it's because we are up-leveling, because yeah. we are growing, we are moving through a place of comfort to discomfort. 
And whenever we play in that place of discomfort, then that's when that's when the fear is gonna is gonna feel scared because we're going to a place of uncertainty and unknown. But that's ultimately where we want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. And I want to touch on. Um, so we talked about. Uh, if we go back to the the start with you sharing your beautiful story of um, that moment of resigning and, uh, you know, being in that place of the corporate world and over in London and then in Sydney and then making the decision uh, while laying on your lounge room floor to, to go all in on your business. And I wonder if you can compare that Ellie to the Ellie that I speak to right now, what what are some of the signs that you know that you've found your thing? What are some of those beautiful benefits, I guess, that you're experiencing right now that you've noticed in your life since stepping into your your true self and, and really owning owning your purpose and your your place in this world? That Ellie was she was somebody who uh, really identified as a good girl, really identified mm. as someone who uh, wanted to do right by others, was seeking a lot of validation from mm. others, was seeking a lot external to herself. Um, she was so funny talking about yourself in third person, right? <laughs> um, she was uh, really, um, really anxious I've anxiety has been something that's been present at different moments throughout my life and she was mm. she was really in it um she was really dissatisfied and um understimulated which sounds ironic because my life was so fast-paced but I wasn't I wasn't stimulated. I wasn't experiencing that sense of satisfaction through mm. you know psychologically or, or whatever else um and she was run down she was tired she wasn't able to give as much as she wanted to to the people that she loved um and so nowadays and and I think it's worth noting that you know obviously when you go through a big transition like leaving a corporate career and starting a business it of course requires a lot from you and so you're not necessarily going to step into your perfect aligned you 24 7 like that that just doesn't happen but it's the journey that it's that whole like coming back into alignment in every moment, right? Because we're always sort of weaving in and out of it in terms of life being really cyclical. And so nowadays as I've, as I've grown and scaled and continued to sort of elevate towards more of what I want, the, the me that I am now is someone who feels deeply at peace with (laughs) is. And I, you know, I'm, I'm really, confident within myself and within my work and I feel a real mm. sense of satisfaction in the way that I serve and show up and I um, you know have the opportunity to to give to my loved ones and show up for them in the way that I want to and mm. be you know a good fiance and daughter and friend and all of those things and I'm feel so much more um in controls the wrong word, but so much more like I'm the master of my own reality. I'm so much, more, so much more conscious than I ever have been, so much more intentional about my life. And 
I don't feel like, you know, that feeling that you hear, you know, when people say, I feel like life's kind of happening, happening to me. Yeah. So yeah. that feeling of like, I can't keep up. I'm, I'm just kind of running along. Like, how did I get here with yeah. this partner in this job, with this life? Like, I don't feel at all like that. Everything mm-hmm. around me is intentional. I, I broke things to make sure that I could rebuild and make it intentional. Um, you know, broke friendships, broke, um, you know, where I lived, I broke jobs so that I could create and step into the reality that felt right for me. And so it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of consideration. It takes a lot of intentionality, but it's so incredibly worth it because without sounding like an absolute cliche, we only have this one precious life yeah. in this body, in, in, the reality that we have now we're never getting this back and so what do we have to lose like we live every day for so many of us and I did for so long as though you know we could just do it all over again but we can't so you've got to create the most intentional life that you can absolutely oh if, if you could give some tips or advice to to those who may be maybe they're at that place of um pre pre ellie laying on the lounge room floor they 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 might be in that state where they know that there's something else out there for them yes that that they've got a little bit of a tickle of of what that dream looks like for them but that they are struggling with the fear piece that they're they're feeling a little bit of fear, a little bit of doubt, maybe lacking in some of that self-belief. What what advice or what tips would you have for those those people to be able to take the right steps forward? The first thing I would say is trust that little tiny, tiny whisper. Mm. Like trust her. You wouldn't you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now if you didn't have that whisper. Um, Trust that it's there for a reason. Don't try and shove her away because it's scary. Allow yourself to walk closer to that whisper. Um, Just by taking some really small steps, it doesn't mean that you need to burn everything to the ground tomorrow. Mm. It just means that you need to allow or, you know, you you have the opportunity to allow yourself to, to lean into that because each time you do lean into that, you're ultimately creating more joy and more intentionality and more soul-led living for yourself. And so I would say listen, first of all, listen, keep listening, follow your curiosity, like really follow the breadcrumbs. If you listen to this and, you know, I've mentioned the big leap and that sparks curiosity for you, that might be the thing that you pick up next and you go and do that or you might reach out to someone like Emma and go, I really want to talk to a coach about this or just allow yourself to take those smaller steps right now and then over time the steps might become bigger and they might become bigger until one day that whisper becomes the drum and you decide that you don't want to ignore it anymore. And then you've got the recurring drum in your ear like Ellie. (laughs) Totally. And you don't want that. It gets really annoying really quickly. That's right. That's when you have to let it in. Yeah. Elle, so for people who may may have a bit of a feeling of this whisper. Yes. However, they may not 
have full clarity as to what the whisper is saying, what what tips would you have for get for starting to hear that whisper? I know you said let's listen out, like we try to listen out for that whisper. What are what are some some great ways that people can start to hear more about what that whisper is saying so that then they can ultimately start to lean into it in little micro ways. Yeah. So the way that I teach this is I recommend creating mindset moments in your day. So we hear a lot about mindful moments, which is essentially, you know, cultivating that sense of mindfulness but I like to call them mindset moments because there's a little bit of a stronger intention behind it, which is I'm going to really utilize this time to tap into where I'm at on a mindset level and allow myself to continue to rewire to support my best self. Mm -hmm. So that might look like journaling and asking yourself these questions. That might look like going for a walk and listening to, you know, this podcast, another podcast. Um, That might look like, sitting in meditation, that might look like writing out what you do know about, you know, the step you want to take next. What I would say is spend more time thinking about what you do currently know and continue to follow those breadcrumbs rather than living in the fears of what you don't know because it's so easy for us to feel like because we get served so much messaging around like, you know, finding your vision, finding your purpose and knowing that exact, exact thing, right? Mm. Um, It's more about allowing yourself to just take those small steps, trusting that it's all going to unfold and unravel as it's meant to. Because for so many of us, it doesn't happen until we're further down the line. You know, I, I knew what I wanted my business to look like, but I didn't know it was exactly this. Right? Yeah. Like I didn't know my exact model. I didn't know how yeah. I was going to be a mindset and marketing coach. And we wouldn't want to know, right? Exactly. It's all part of the fun. So essentially it's just our inner critic trying to trip us up because it's like, oh, but what's that going to look like? Like it's it's just that inner critic fear voice on, you know, on, on three times speed. And so the best way to quieten that down is to have those, create those mindset moments where it's it's about connecting back to yourself asking yourself those questions, taking some big, deep breaths and allowing yourself to just continue to lean further and further into it as and when you're meant to. Oh, I absolutely love that. And I love that you've touched on the idea of following what you know and not leaning in or letting yourself lean into the voice of what you don't know. Yes. Because often when we when we do ask ourselves some of these big questions, that, that fear voice can pop up and say, I don't know, I don't yeah. know, I don't know the answer to that. And I think it's so powerful to, you know, challenge that voice and say, okay, I might not know the answer to that big question, like what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, who, who does know that, but what, but what do I know right mm. here in this moment? What do I know to be true? I do know that I love nature. I do know that I love being with people. I do know that I feel really curious about checking out that book, the book, The Big Leap. I do know that I feel really excited when I get to talk about mindset and psychology. And just check, coming back to what you do know and letting the energy of that of that voice start to fuel the momentum that can then spark from there. 
Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you touched on that. Now, Elle, I have one last question for you because we're we're coming up to that that sad yet beautiful end point. <laughs> it's been so, so lovely, so lovely dissecting this beautiful topic around finding your thing and your purpose and, you know, listening to some of those signs and tuning in with your body and listening to the whispers and, oh, my gosh, some absolutely juicy stuff in there. So thank you so much. That's a pleasure. The, the last question I was going to ask you is coming back to you and coming back to your purpose or your thing, what's what's the impact that you want to have in the world, Elle? Like what's the difference that you ultimately want to make, whether it's little or large? What What's that ultimate impact that you want to make with your community or people or the world in general? Well, I touched on it before. You know, my, my why is very much around I want to support women through entrepreneurship to lead soul-led lives. And so... For me, I, I, the women I work with are just so incredible and I just think women are so amazing and we live in a time right now where there's more opportunities than ever for us to create these really incredible, intentional, abundant, heart-centred lives. And mm. for me, it, it looks like if I can support my people to connect back to themselves through entrepreneurship. So my skill set is all around marketing and mindset and business. Mm. And so I support my clients to, you know, build six figure businesses and have multi six figure launches and um, all of these really incredible things that, that enable them to really step up in their life. And I, I want to empower women the world over to continue to do that because the change is, transformative and magical and huge and so I use the swift marketing method which is my framework um to to support women to do that and I absolutely love it and I know that you know the impact already has been really significant and I'm I'm so excited to continue to serve and I I you know I don't have uh clear numbers at this exact point in time or the exact ways in which that will happen for me, which is probably a good example of mm. being comfortable with, you know, knowing that you don't know certain things. Yeah. But what I do know is that why, and it's strong and it's fierce. Oh, the the powerful why you need it in order to have that strength and that that ferocity, don't you? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And- I, I lied when I said that was my last because <laughs> one one last one has just popped up for me when you were sharing that is in supporting these women to grow you know their heart centered intentional both businesses and lives I would imagine that one of the fears that you you would see for many of your clients is you know first of all the fear of each up level or each um, Uh, upper limit being broken but also the fear of being seen yeah the fear of being seen for who you ultimately are and I know this might be a bit of a, a big question but I wonder if you could share with us what you know about where this fear comes from and why it is something that holds holds so many people back and and how how can one move through it? 
I talk about this a lot in um, my program, Shine on Social Without Selling Your Soul, because when it translates to a business perspective, um, I, I call this visibility mindset. So essentially it's how that fear of being seen translates to visibility as a you know coach, creative consultant, personal brand in small business. So my biggest piece of advice when it comes to you know experiencing that fear of being seen is to simply allow yourself to feel that and then continue to show up anyway because mm-hmm. there is no quick fix it's simply about having that awareness that you do experience that and probably 99% of my clients have experienced that at some point or another so you're so Mm -hmm. not alone in that Um, but action is the antidote to fear and so the more you show up anyway the less you're going to feel that the more you step into your truth and who it is that you truly are the less you're going to feel that and so continue Mm. taking all the action that we've talked about really in the last, you know, 45 minutes, in addition to, you know, showing up, if if we're talking about this from a, a business context as well, like show up anyway, despite yeah. that fear, allow yourself to be seen, know that it will dissipate over time. Yeah, uh, yeah it will dissipate over time. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. And I love that you shared that 99 and I would say 99 maybe 0.9 percent of people experience it it's such a normal thing and that so many of us can think that that makes makes us wrong or strange for for us feeling that fear but knowing that every everyone else is going through the exact same thing can be really really um you know reassuring in that space absolutely Oh, Elle, thank you so much for being on, particularly with my sneaky last question that I just chucked in there just to um, put you on the spot. I, I wondered, is there anything that you would like to share with us? Where where can people hear more about you, see more of your beautiful, beautiful face and energy and light? Where Where can we connect? Well, I would love for you to come over and listen to uh, my podcast, which is yes. launching really soon. Um, oh, so exciting. So I'll, I'll share the name here because I'm sure by this the time this is released, I will have publicly announced it. So it's Shine Online with Ellie Swift. Um, it's going to be wonderful. It's, you know, lots of really in-depth conversations and opportunity to really kind of go a layer deeper on everything related to marketing and mindset and business and, and life. Uh, I'm so excited for that. That just feels like a really great way to connect on a deeper level right now. Um, in addition, you can find me on socials. I'm at Ellie H Swift um, and come and join my Facebook group, which is the best place to be on the internet, which is uh, Shine <laughs> with Ellie Swift as well. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I have to say that I personally am very excited to check out this podcast. I've, I've been waiting for you to start a podcast for a while. So I'm glad, <laughs> that, I'm glad you finally listened to that whisper, which may have been a recurring drum by the time. <laughs> me too. It's going to be incredible. I'm so excited for it. Oh, me too. Thank you so much, Elle. And uh, thanks love. for being on the Find That Thing podcast. Such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you. 
if you enjoyed this chat with Ellie and I, and it sparked some sort of little sprinkle dust in your soul of curiosity about what it is that you want to do and what it is that's out there ready for you, ready to you, ready for you to jump on it, ready for you to explore that adventure. And you want to be able to take that conversation further. I would encourage you to jump onto my website. The link is in the, in the show notes below, or alternatively, you can download the free Purpose Finder workbook, which is also in the links below. Whatever you do, if you feel, if you felt that little sparkle of curiosity within your heart, that little sprinkle of excitement within your soul, then take some sort of little action now, some sort of little baby step, because this is the nudge. This is the nudge. And I really encourage you to jump on that. Sending lots of love your way.